Welcome to the second episode of the Extraordinary Women in Tech. Today's live show, we're going to talk about the new norm after this pandemic, the challenges of managing remote and distributed teams. Please join us in our host, Uliana Zilbermintz, and our special guest for this 45 minutes podcast. If you have any questions, please use the Q&A tool and we will answer your questions in the last 15 minutes of the presentation. So let's get started. Uliana, the stage is yours. Thank you. Hello, everybody. And I'm so excited for the second episode today with this amazing panelist. So I'd like to introduce us to this beautiful panelist list, Laura Bermudez. Hello, Laura. I would like to start with the bios because the bios are amazing. I know um, you all are extraordinary and I just would like to share who you are today and how you're leading by example. So I'll start with Laura. Laura Bermudez is the VP of Payment Systems Engineering in Change Healthcare, supporting global, globally distributed teams in the US and APAC. She is focused on scaling payments platforms and building innovative new financial products and leading cutting edge technology. She speaks at events and organizations across the country that supports the career growth of women in technology and leadership. During her previous 16 years at PayPal, StubHub, eBay, and Carta, Laura was passionate about innovating and building cross-functional teams and platforms and recruiting and growing top talent and engineers and leaders globally. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. And Ekta. Ekta Chopra brings over 20 years of technology experience from private equity and retail companies. In her current role, she is responsible for digital transformation, including engineering, data ecosystems, enterprise applications, security, and consumer technologies. She joined ELF in January 2016 as a VP of Digital, and she is leading efforts to grow ELF digital footprint across the globe. Prior to that, at James Irvine Foundation, she focused on technology roadmap for enterprise applications, cloud transformation, and building relationships with top Silicon Valley brands through um, new partnerships. She enjoys volunteering at nonprofits by helping them build their technology technical capacity, and she is a member of Silicon Valley CIO and CTO groups as a thought leader. Welcome, Ekta. Thank you. I love the background. <laughs> and uh, Gita Pine is currently a vice president of Data at Zuara, driving data strategy to scale the company to 1 billion. Prior to Zuara, she worked at multiple high-tech companies from healthcare to supply chain to cloud and data. She started her career as a research scientist developing algorithms for satellite image processing and take pride in holding IP in India's first parallel computer. In the recent past, she has a laser focused on data, machine learning, and AI. She loves to mentor, grow next generation talent, and makes a difference, especially when young graduates entering the workforce. Welcome, Gita. And I would like to start with a warm-up question, of course, because I want us to Think creatively. So I know we're living in a crazy time right now. So imagine I predict the future and I can tell you that another pandemic will happen in August 2021. You have $5 million to spend and you can create any business that you want. What would be the business and why? I would like to take the question. I can take the question. I was thinking about this um, and I think an interesting Thing to do with my five million dollars and it probably wouldn't, <clears throat> wouldn't even take five million but to create a data sharing platform for researchers and where they may not share their you know direction and what they're trying to do to create a vaccine i think they'd probably be willing to share their failure data with each other so if we're looking for a vaccine for another you know sort of pandemic type disease 
that we could make everybody more efficient by sharing the avenues that don't work and, and share that data for the better of mankind. I love it. You are, you are thinking healthcare and making the love a better place. I love it. Thank you. And Ekta or Gita, who wants to take it? I'll take it. Uh, so I think I love the idea, Laura, and I'll just take it to the next, right? One is like, you know, if we obviously it has to be something digital that we build, right? But make it like, I'll take that healthcare aspect, not just for vaccine, but how do you share information and take control? Like, how do you make the individual to be charge of your healthcare record? Like, whether leveraging blockchain technology or something that will help ensure that we are in charge and no individual persons and not at the mercy of insurance or the hospitals or something like right up front so that everybody has control on what they're going through and what the current state is and being able to just monitor their own health and personal record. Thank you so much. Ekta? Wow, those were really uh, fascinating answers. And I, I think to me, I think uh, today what this pandemic has taught us is their health is the most important thing that you can ever invest in. So I couldn't uh, agree more with uh, my fellow ladies here. And I would say similar to that, how do you leverage some, an investment where you leverage le um, you know, big data, AI, to really take care of yourself, um, along with IoT devices that we're wearing now and knowing exactly, you know, sort of how we take care of ourselves and, and our families. So I, I, I agree, the healthcare and how can we really prepare ourselves? So because we never know what happens and, and how we can really be, be ready without the healthcare system, but with our own businesses, right? Thank you. And I want to start with the question about uh, positivity of women. And I have noticed that women in general, they take more positive outlook uh, in life events and, and trying to find opportunities through you know, the downs or you know, breakdown breakthroughs. So my question is, Laura, what are your three personal positives that you have experienced during the lockdown? Um, in terms of personal positives, I think it's really um, you know, having the time to do some of the things that I, I don't always get to because I'm commuting um, but sometimes it's just really simple stuff. So it's, you know, the time to read. I used to have a, a stack of management and technical books and leadership books that I, you know, were hoping to get to. And I finally managed to get to all of them and, and spend the time and just hang out in the backyard with my dogs and read. Um, but just, you know, also connecting with friends. Uh, we've been very conscious to check in with each other and see how each other's doing and some of my friends that are, are my best friends that, you know, live down in San Jose and, you know, it takes forever to arrange to have dinner or anything else. We can hop on a quick Zoom call and, you know, they're just a, a dial away and we, we catch up every week and see how things are going. And, and so it's been great to have extra time to connect to people. That's great, Laura. Thank you. It sounds like you also doing personal reading and, and, and using technology now that we usually don't use for friendships, right? We are so far away with the distance as a, as a key, like I can't get to you, but with the Zoom technology now, we're just a phone call away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. And Hector, I know you and I are moms and it's, it's a little different when you have a dynamic of managing kids and we have young children. So I wanted to ask you, how did you see any benefits in being at home and uh, how do you balance work and mommy responsibility? 
you know, staying positive and being grateful is very important to me during this time. And I think what I'm really, really grateful for is the amount of time I've spent with my daughter. It's I've never spent that much time with my daughter. So seeing her grow and becoming a strong girl has been very rewarding to me. And from a professional perspective, I'm really grateful for a very strong team and a, a team that like just comes together, uh, come what it may. And they're already a distributed team. So for me, this transition was very, um, it was pretty easy. I'm very focused on what I can impact. I don't worry about things I cannot control. I'm very grateful for an organization that has a, a culture that you know fosters remote uh, work as well and understands the nu nuances, you know, especially today when you're working and then you have a small child that you have to take care of. So my daughter shows up on Zoom calls and she's very excited about showing her art pieces and it make, gives me love and joy to, and it makes my team happy too. So, and uh, that keeps me motivated, happy, and I do the best that I can, so. <laughs> Thank you, that's great. I, I noticed that myself with, with my twin boys that I, I never thought that I would be able to understand what first graders do and how, how do they really interact. So it's been, it's been fantastic for me as well. Um, the next question is for Gita. Please share how is your business impacted by the crisis and what is the most important step that your company took to adjust to current situation? Yeah, great. I mean, you know, one of the before I, you know, so one of the things that worked well for just in general health of the business that we are a subscription business. So we have a good like thing going in for us is an annual recurring revenue. So that actually works. So, so, so that's just with regards to business, but with regards to employees, you know, the most important thing I would say is having a very clear communication and being there from all levels of leadership, like our CEO team having, you know, town hall and not just in a formal setting, but informal and embracing that integrating your personal life, as, as Ekta said, your daughter showing up is okay. So embracing that and showing that like we are all going through a different time, right? I think just being humble, being human and show your human side, I think as a leader, and that actually sets the tone from the top. I would say that has been a one thing that we all have been known for that culture, but this just forced us to have that, like, you know, that kind of a setting and it's okay. You show up with a breakfast and with a kid on your thing or your puppy coming and, you know, jumping on you and your internet just goes away. It's absolutely normal, right? Um, so that's what we did. And of course, I mean, the technology wise, like make sure people have the tools, the most, have the empathy. So I think what triumphed was the humanity, empathy that we kind of take it for granted that we should have. But this is the time that if you don't, you are, you are going to just lose connections with your employees and people. That was great. Thank you, Gita. It sounds like the, what, I, what I'm hearing is the impact and how connection of home and work and humanity came all together. And with this pandemic, we all just became really true human beings, feeling each other. It's more about feeling, not really being, you know, a ranking in the company. So yeah. That's great. Thank you. And Ekta, same question for you. I know I've watched um, Elf Cosmetics and uh, a lot of great things that you've been doing, but what are the most important steps that you think your company took? I, I, I would say the most important thing is that our CEO is just, he's been amazing. Our executive team has been amazing. Uh, we got a letter day one saying, hey, 
I don't worry about, you know, now that you're going to be all remote, if your kids show up or if your pets show up, I want to know them. I want to get to know now your extended family. You know, we quickly started doing weekly town halls to address people's questions. We set up a leadership meeting on a weekly basis to get close to our leaders and make sure if they need any help. Um, our leaders of leaders, we, we actually, you know, started meeting every single person in the team. Our CEO personally calls everyone just to check in on them. Are they okay? Do they need anything? We gave a stipend of $1,000 to each employees that you have all of a sudden, you have these expenses, we want to help you. There were so many things that our, um, my organization did that I think it made this very seamless in, in a way. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. I think that really built the strong culture at the very forefront of this pandemic for us. Great, thank you, thank you, that's great. And the uh, next question is after COVID question. Now, as we adjusted to a new norm, you know, routine, we're getting, we're getting to know how to work from home. I would like to ask you, Laura, what would be the new norm after COVID-19? Do you see anything changing? Are we taking the, what we've learned into the new life? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I see a lot of things changing. I, I think a lot of companies that had not previously embraced remote work uh, and flexibility, will learn to value those things. Um, so many companies now have had no choice but to figure out how to make working remotely productive and discovering that it can be equally and sometimes even more so productive as the normal work schedules and lives for people um, is a great thing. And it also forces uh, managers to lead and to measure by results and by contribution versus by physical hours in a desk or, you know, the, the proverbial uh, butts and seats that you see in an office. So I think it will enable a next generation of leadership to be even better leaders for their people. This is great. Thank you, Laura. I, I totally agree. It's eight to five, this concept is completely vanishing. And now it's the productivity and human, human element is stepping in. Thank you. Um, Ekta, I know that I've learned that your company has been ahead of the competition for the digital transformation and remote workforce. But what are the areas, where, where do you think that you're gonna take from the lockdown and double down on and maybe create a new strategies in the after COVID-19 time? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, once again, it goes back to, we've been investing in digital. digital we are a digitally, digitally native brand already. And I think uh, past 18 months is all about, uh, has been about like upgrading our digital ecosystem and really making sure that we're serving our consumer regardless of what touch point that they're coming from. And I think that continued focus has been the key for us surviving this, you know, COVID pandemic. And I would say that um, as this is still looming over our heads, digital is still going to be an area that I'll continue to invest in. Things like augmented reality, focusing on making our app even more frictionless, integrating with social shopping, and focusing on international growth. So I would say all those aspects still stand true. The thing that I'm really going to hone in on from a learning perspective is what ELF is really good at is um, you know working at speed, and I think speed even is even more important now as the consumer behaviors ch uh, change you know sort of changing 
altering your messaging, um, altering your marketing strategies to like really resonate that with, with that consumer on a digital platform is something that we want to really, really get good at and enable even further. Got it. Thank you. Just continue the path and also learning from, from that fast speed digital transformation. Exactly. Thank you. And my next question actually to all panelists, because all of you are amazing leaders and you all manage and distributed teams. And some leaders right now, they are forced to manage remote teams and they don't know where to start or what would be the key to really um, start making a difference. So Laura, I want to start with you. Can you share how do you strive in managing distributed teams and what advice would you give to just leaders that are starting to manage remote workforce? Sure. Um, so the, the one thing I mentioned before is just, you know, being a good leader and managing by contribution is something that I think is so, so important. Um, you have to be really clear about what you want your team to accomplish and you have to be able to measure the results of, of what the team is delivering to those objectives without having to be, you know, side by side with somebody day in and day out. Um, but honestly, for myself, I think some of the most important things I've found during this time is spending extra time to check in with every single team member in a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, and not just talking about the work challenges and the work problems um, and talking about their own personal circumstances, understanding what each single individual is going through with the work from home circumstances, what sort of obstacles they have, how I can be flexible to make them successful and just checking in on their, you know, their health and mental well-being and just making sure that, you know, they still feel connected to each other in the company during this time. That's great. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. And Gita, what about you? Um, can you share the top three practical tips um, that really give audience um, a platform to use in, in managing distributed teams? Sure. Thank you. And I think those were great. I know what Laura talked about, all of the above. So I would say number one, of course, turn your video on. Make you as a leader, make yourself visible. So if you set the tone, people will be visible, right? Be, you know, one thing, you know, we always need to know for teams, right? You need to know the culture. Like, so especially when you are distributed and the name, name of this, I mean, meaning of distributed has changed now. Like living in the same door in the town also is distributed now. But I think understanding, especially when you talk about geographical boundaries, India, China, and other countries, understand the culture is very, very important. How people like to be, you know, have the communication. Are they good with just videos and the slides and the presentations? Or do they want us, you know, side chat conversation? Because I have worked with people that feel more comfortable in just, you know, writing over English versus following through a very speed conversation. So understand that individual person as well as the culture of that, create the context of communication. And as like sharing yourself, like in the video, invest in the collaboration tools if you haven't, especially like whiteboarding. I mean, we all miss the whiteboard, right? So right now in the lack of a whiteboard, I just put a whiteboard in my back and I just put my you know video camera over there. Don't look at me, look at my board, right? But having that kind of, so get that. Uh, you know, and the third thing is, you know, basically have informal discussions. Like as Laura said, check in. If somebody does not show up, you know, on a stand up, don't assume that somebody is like just ignored. Find out what happened before you make a decision. I mean, I think in the past we used to just make assumption. Oh, so and so didn't show up. Like 
but you can't do that. So that empathy again comes up, right? So be visible, have tools, invest in the tools, use the right collaboration communication tools and ensure that people are getting it and check in, check in, just basic check in with people and, you know, from time to time. Have informal happy hour, you know, I'm sure a lot of people also are doing virtual happy hours, virtual lunch, just which is okay, just have dialogue and conversation. This is great. I love those tips. Thank you. I, I, visibility is, is great and I love the whiteboard. I, I think I have to start that. I love it. Thank you. And Ekta, um, I wanted to ask you, um, from your leadership uh, skills, how do you build trust with your employees and what makes you a great leader today? Yeah, I don't know about great, but I do think for me, empathy is at my core value. I 100% agree with Gita and Laura as well. Like really uh, my team has done tremendous work already in the organization. So I have a lot of uh, trust in my team. They're my strength. They make us all successful um, as a as a group, a digital group. So I, regardless of the boundary of a physical location, I know that the team is working and they're getting stuff done. So I have a lot of trust in my team. I think that trust is built over time. It's built through a culture where, you know, as uh, Gita said, like turn your video on. Zoom is very important. We do these fun backgrounds. You can see my background right now. For every moment, for every meeting, we always have a special Zoom background. It becomes a something funny and a fun element to our meetings that we're having. And it connects us. You know, we are celebrating birthdays more than we ever did. We're celebrating you know, um, people's anniversaries. We're celebrating these micro moments that are happening in people's lives. And we're doing it through self-expression and, and adding creativity as well to our, our work life as well. So I do think, you know, from a have empathy for your team and don't just make assumptions that they're, you know, just because they're working from home now, they're not working. That's number one. And I think number two, just exactly chime in again on, you know, the tools, Zoom, Slack, Leveraging whiteboards, leveraging those things have been super helpful. And lastly, I think trust is built, as I said, over time, but um, have faith in your team. Like if they are, you know, a team that, you know, worked with a while for a while, I think you'll see that nothing has changed other than that now the teams are working even more <laughs> and they're even more conscious of their delivery of their work. So be there for them, you know, and, and understand that uh, this has uh, this pandemic has actually brought a lot of stress in people's lives. So how we as leaders can be their strengths. Um, so, yeah. This is great. Uh, from all of you, thank you so much. You know, from, from the, um, the links and the tools, from humanity aspect, authenticity, and I think I hear also from all of you the trust and going in and to really have this authentic connections outside of the meetings where you can actually feel what the person is, is, is actually experiencing. Before we, we put that aside and now we're actually having this also very special element where we want to know what's happening with them and their mental state and how happy they are. And an extra work that they're putting in is amazing when you have this personal trust. So thank you, I love it. Um, I, my favorite question of all is future of the tech world. And I know a lot of things happening with Elon Musk line and virtual reality is happening, but I want to ask you, um, I'll start with Gita. Uh, where do you think will be the biggest revolution in tech in 20 years? Yeah. So I, you know, you started with the space, right? So I think I'll go with that first. 
like I think conquering outer space and having this shuttle back and forth and not at like, you know, ridiculous price, but make it cheaper so that you and I can fly. <laughs> so I think that that might become reality, right? So, and, but on that like satellite communication, I think a lot of Chinese satellites, what I do think will happen is making data from satellite used for beneficial AI whether it is for detecting like poverty somewhere, like not just for like, you know, sake of using for communication and whatnot, but find ground really, how do we enable to solve real ground problem, whether it is education, whether it is, you know, vegetation, whether it is poverty, we need to uplift the, with, edu you know, the, I, I think that's getting real technology wise, right? I think this hyper-connected world, you know, Elfta talked about this whole smart devices. I, I totally believe the smack it hyper-connected world. I think my vision is minority report kind of, if you have watched the movie, it's not too far away. The sci-fi movies actually helps us to imagine what's possible. And those days are coming, you know, getting real, right? But if I think like, you know, what COVID taught us, I think we don't have to wait for 20 years. Having access to education, I think the bridging the digital divide so that whether you are this side of the world or on the other side in a remote, how do you have that connectivity? How do you have the same, you know, access to the information that you and I are just privileged to have, right? I think that getting that battle, I, I think there is a lot of goodness will come. COVID will teach us that how can you leverage technology? How do you bring in that VR, AR, you know, so that Zoom is not fatigued, you have an immersive experience. So we don't like, we have five different, you know, Zoom windows talking to each other like zombies. So now we have that immersive experience, right? So I can go on and this is the most passionate, you know, area that I am about, like what could happen and what is a possibility because fundamentally compute has changed. Like we don't have to, I mean, high scale compute, there is a, you know, age computing, cloud computing, making it happen. So now, and the data coming, throwing compute close to the data. So the convergence of the data and the computer is happening. Now the, an AI, like the chatbots, the, you know, virtual assistant, digital assistant, cobots, robots, whatever you name it, right? I think will be all amalgamated. And I think I see a future where operating system will be like this, you know, hyper-connected world. So it's not just the one internet, dub, 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 you go, it gives you access from the cloud to the edge to all the way to a smart device. And that's the fabric. I think innovation will happen and we'll all ride that operating system, if that makes sense. No, that's great. Thank you, Gita. I think what I heard the most exciting for me is how virtual reality is becoming human, supporting human projects. And really, instead of connecting with virtual robots, you're connecting with human projects, globalization. Yes that probably COVID taught us as well. So thank you, that's, that's great perspective. And Ekta, can you share your thoughts? Yeah, so wow, Gita, you're so passionate, I loved it. <laughs> so but a lot of similar themes, uh, you know, digitally extended realities, uh, which would encompass virtual reality, augmented reality. I, I, I see that even getting, um, you know, uh, sort of tighter and tighter in terms of um, making it real. Um, I would say quantum computing is going to make this possible. So this idea of leveraging data beyond what we ever thought was possible. And I think it's limited 
limited by uh, the speed, how fast your computers are. So I do think quantum computing will become um, the enabler of many such things. Um, and I think just because I'm in retail, I think one thing that I do see is this digitally extended realities layering on sort of this idea that every human being is different and their needs and desires are different. So honing in really on this personalization and capturing micro moments at scale where you can essentially, you know, respond to every customer's need at the exact right moment and time. I do see data playing such a huge role there. It already is, but I think add speed and more uh, big data sets that we could be using, I think it can go beyond our imagination. That's awesome. Thank you. Laura, do you want to comment on this about the future of tech? Uh, that's okay. I think you've got me flagged for the next one. I was so excited to hear that what Gita and Ekta <laughs> had to say though. They're, yeah, I firmly believe in that quantum computing has a massive future when, when that gets unlocked. Absolutely. My next question is personal, you know, because I think for us, it's, it's, we're always balancing. We're trying to find equilibrium, what, what makes us happy, what makes others happy, and, and the workforce as well. But how do you stay happy? You know, I want to ask you, Laura, how, please share your, you know, two personal tips on how do you stay positive during the lockdown? Um, <laughs> well, first, you, you give yourself a pass if you're not feeling positive. Um, just because we're working from home and just because we're not commuting anymore, doesn't mean life isn't still difficult and complicated. And I think we need to give ourselves a little bit of a pass if we're having a bad day or, um, you know, we don't feel like reading that afternoon or, you know, you don't feel like doing whatever at any given point in time. Um, just taking care of yourself is, is great. Um, I have this silly list, so I keep my whiteboard here. I have my personal whiteboard, which has the stuff on the left, which is, um, stuff that makes me happy in life, whether it's, you know, exercise or walking my dogs or playing guitar, um, just spending time outside. Like I remind myself and have that in front of my face every day to say, you know, these are the things that make you happy. Don't forget to go spend some time to go do those things. Um, and then on my right, every week I set myself a new set of goals, whether it's, you know, work things or, or other priorities I want to get done during the week. It helps me stay focused and it helps me feel like I'm accomplishing things. And it, you know, really gives me that same sort of um, routine and schedule and, and diligence to my life that I have when I'm in the office as well. So it, it works really well for me. Um, but it's, you know, you just have to find time for the stuff that makes you happy. Because even during these times, you know, I found days where I have so many half an hour back-to-back -back meetings all day long. That, you know, even getting up away from my office chair and running into the next room to go take a break for a second becomes difficult. Um, and so purposefully understanding that, you know, you need to cook for yourself, you need to do these things, um, and setting time aside to care for yourself is really important. This is so great. I would love to see that board. You said that somewhere there. It's, it's awesome. So the right and left side, I, I love it. Is it hanging on the wall or just somewhere that... Um, no, it's, it's one of those things that I never got around to. It's still sitting on the floor. <laughs> so I pick it up at the beginning of the week, wipe it off, rewrite everything, um, and, and it sits there. <laughs> this is so great, Laura. You know, I've been thinking myself is that when, the, when you said back-to-back -back meetings, when the life goes on and it starts at nine, for example, um, how do I find time to balance? And I discovered my time is six to eight. 
and that's a me time. And you know, I just walk out and, and spend as, as much as I can outside, listening to music, listening to podcasts, and something that gives me every day in the morning boost of me time. So the, that's great that you have that personal end goals. I don't know if I can structure it this way because that's, that takes a leader and it takes a structure. That's amazing. Thank you, Laura. My, my dogs are very good at reminding me to, to spend time with them. So I've got a lot of help there. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, what about you, Gita? Can you give us some personal tips on the happiness? Yeah. So I'm basically a happy person in general. It, you know, when I'm not happy, you will see it. But okay, I do exercise. I mean, that when I'm stressed, I just go and, you know, I bike or whatever, right, to, to take it out and push my, myself very hard. And that makes me happy when I can do that, right? I like people. I like to have positive conversation and that makes me happy, really. Like, you know, just talk about something good. I mean, there's so much negativity going on in the world. I mean, there is a lot of, you know, don't talk. Don't try to watch every news. Don't try to do every social news media. Everybody is a reporter these days. Like, which number to trust? I don't know which news to trust. So try to ignore as much. Focus on what, uh, you know, makes you happy. So try to watch good movies. Talk to good friends and family, and just see like you know how can you know do something that that's like that make is fun, right? Not just worry about everything. And I think you know it, even though at work, I think you mentioned that you try to focus on what you can control, and leave the others. There are smarter people, so that's what I try to do. Is like I can control entire world, so let's control what we can. I do exercise. I watch movies. I try to. Eating chocolate makes me happy. <laughs> when I I'm home, I'll have some chocolate. And uh, I, I have a beautiful garden. I'll go and sit, which I never used to. I used to, I mean, I was telling my husband that, oh my God, there are so beautiful roses this time. It's like, flowers always come. We just don't have the time to work. So take the time to go and take a walk in the garden even. Yeah. So that makes me happy. That's beautiful. Thank you, Gita. I don't know if after you want to, um, have any tips for us or we can move on oh my gosh they they they, they said it all beautifully so i as i said like i'm a happy person too i focus on happiness and everybody should <laughs> thank you i i heard something from gita so critical is letting go of control because i think we in general love to control things around us and we don't allow people to grow around us because we have we think we got this but if we allow that Oh, they really flourish. And then just having that trust that stepping back is always good. Yeah. So now I want to open up uh, speaker to speaker questions. I know you now learned a little bit about each other. So I'd like to ask you um, to ask one of the panelists one question and um, you can pick a panelist and who wants to go first. Yeah, so maybe I'll go for Laura. Change healthcare, right? What's the number one thing? You are relatively new. What's the number one thing you had to do, you know, coming in a post-COVID situation and that to in a healthcare company? Um, so it's, uh, well, actually the number one thing is it's been very interesting trying to ramp up while being remote. So I, I have no idea what the office is. I've, I've never seen it. Um, luckily I'm working for uh, one of my old bosses again. So he and I have already developed a rapport over the years. Um, but really, you know, the number one is getting to know the people. It's, you know, very, very tough when you're trying to ramp up remotely. And I really, um, <laughs> it, 
it's funny because it, it has turned the tables. Uh, when I was um, first starting the, the lockdown, I had hired two leaders that had come into my team and they spent a grand total of one day in the office and then everything else they did was remotely. So I've been trying to do everything I did with them in reverse. Um, so, you know, for me, it's really a matter of spending the extra time with people, getting to know people, letting them get to know me, um, understanding what the key challenges are. Um, you know, payments is a very critical thing for us in terms of our expansion strategy and trying to really build out a full ecosystem of healthcare technology platforms um, that really complement each other and serve the healthcare industry and uh, enable it to be a lot more efficient than it is today. So um, for me, it's really, you know, how quickly can I get to know people? How quickly can I focus on what the landscape is and how, you know, how quickly can I start jumping on, you know, delivering what it is that we're heading for next? Wonderful, thank you. Thank you, uh, great. Um, Laura, do you wanna ask panelists a question? Um, sure, I'll ask uh, Ekta. So, um, what do you find is has been some of the the high points and the low points for your teams during this time? So what what has brought you guys together more? And you know, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that have been challenging during this time? Oh, great question. Um, as I said, like my my ninety percent of my team was already remote. Uh, Silicon Valley is so expensive. I can't hire developers enough. They live in my boonies, you know, all over the nation. So it's been, my team was already remote. But the best thing that I've heard from my team is we as a company have come together so beautifully that they're spending more time now getting to know people that they never knew before. And some of these are behind the scene, you know, QA developers and so forth for them to like, in interact with the CEO of the company or other VPs and other managers has been really tremendous. So I think they, even them getting to know my team on a personal level has been great. So I think those things have just become really, really strong. It's brought us together even more than it ever did before. I think what's been challenging, I think is I miss my, my team, like seeing them physically. We used to do like every month, come together and do meetings and whiteboard, eat lunch together. Doing that, you know, over virtual has been, I miss just being around them in a room, but that's just me. Like, I love people. I love being around people. Um, but other than that, my team has delivered <laughs> successes. Like, without, they haven't skipped a beat, which has been really tremendous. So, so yeah. <laughs> but that was a good question. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. And Gita, uh, Ekta, do you want to ask a question too? Yeah, I mean, it would be to both of you, right? Like, um, as as women leaders, I think it's even, you know, what I find is that many women has have actually dealt with the COVID situation better than, <laughs> better than anything else, right? So tell me, like, how do you guys, like, focus on, um, you know, ensuring that you guys are deliver we're all in positions where we have to deliver you know success we have to deliver something so how do you guys as women leaders like really sort of keep um keep a tab on that or really like kind of see like how you know what motivates you and what keeps you going and making sure that that still happens and even covid can't stop you <laughs> um i i can start if uh you'd like uh so it's really understanding how the team's performing to goals and you know spending time to to talk and reiterate about what the priorities are you know 
as any normal office environment exists, um, especially in software development, you tend to run into things like scope creep and you know extra projects that get thrown in the schedule and, and different tasks that kind of slip in and divert your attention from what you're trying to focus on. So it's really, you know, keeping those extra meetings, whether it's, you know, doing daily stand-ups instead of, you know, two times a week stand-ups. Um, it's just really spending the extra time to make sure the focus is on the right things and that people are, you know, consistently hearing the same message and it's aligned and that, you know, you see the progress and that, you know, just because we're not in the office together, you ask people what they're getting blocked on and what they need your support for. And so, you know, people should still have autonomy and they should still be leaving, leading and driving their own work. But, you know, it's really my job to support their success and make sure that, you know, I'm setting the right priorities for the team and that that's a consistent message that comes across. Yeah. Right. And I'll just add to that. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Gita. Yeah. Now I was telling like, you know, one of the thing I've found is like, and again, just our natural tendency is to just kind of get to know people a little bit more personally and thinking about when somebody behaves in a way, why, why certain person is doing certain things, right? And especially, you know, like talking about daily standups and asking more questions about not just about blockers, but taking a little bit heat on myself, even a little more than normally I would have to, that when certain things don't move at the same pace, right? Just because even though we have our Q1 commits, Q2 commits, but, and as much as we say, oh, business as usual, you and I all know nothing is normal, right? There is a, not every, I'm fortunate I have my own office. There are, you know, young engineers in my team that are sharing apartments, right? I mean, they don't have a dedicated space maybe, so maybe are they able to do this job? Do they have a problem, right? I think that empathy again comes back. I think what makes us, us has been more helpful and useful. And we are, I think our intuition and gut, I mean, a lot of my important decision in my life, I do with my guts, even though I'm a data junkie, but I do a lot of gut. And I think that actually the sensing that somebody might be needing help has been my tremendous asset, even in this kind of situation of pandemics, right? And uh, being there, being there, and even like, you know, not hiding, like not be, like telling my boss that, hey, so-and-so is not there. It doesn't matter. Does the work get done? Can I, you know, take some load off because somebody's like uh, suffering, right? And project will be get done, but you don't have to be that black and white. That So being able to reshuffle, reprioritize, and adjust, and our adaptive nature, I think, has also paid, you know, helped in, adjusting during this pandemic yeah. and just running, getting things done. Yeah. I, I couldn't very, agree more. It's, it's that succeeding as a team because we, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky to have my office situation and, you know, yeah. quiet room to go to. Um, but not everybody is going to be equally productive. And the point of it all is staying together as a team and supporting each other. And it's, you know, it's not one specific individual who makes or breaks everything yeah. and, not everybody has equal circumstances. Together, you know, we're a lot stronger if we support each other and make allowances where we need to make allowances. Um, you know, I think a lot of the trust comes from being able to understand that, you know, a lot of things are happening in the world right now that is making it very difficult for people to focus. Um, and everybody has their, their different circumstances that they're dealing with. Um, my teams have always been really strong because they're really 
close connected to each other and where we know one person is having difficulty we all help that individual and so it's you know nobody looks down on anybody because they have difficult circumstances or need flexibility in their schedule we all accommodate together to make it work for everybody great that's very inspiring <laughs> thank you so much ladies that was great i would like to open it up for questions i think we have a couple questions i want to start with one as can you give one positive attribute that you learned about your team during the lockdown and if there is one challenging thing that you've learned about the your team can you share as well so i'll go positive is people uh, you know every you know not just work everybody actually even though we think a geeky engineer but they, that geek actually wants to have some fun and they want to do something together even though we might be like somebody looks like a like very introvert person but during this time people want to see each other people want to have a conversation and challenging thing i would say again you know goes in the similar angle that those introverts sometimes you had to poke a little bit more in order for them to open up and be comfortable in telling like i have heard from my smartest engineer say my story is not that interesting i don't have anything to say to coming and and blossoming and talking about doing something fun that's awesome great anybody else wants to share um i i would say i just i really loved getting to know my direct reports better um even you know quite literally sometimes now people are inviting you into their living room when you have a zoom call with them uh it's you know it's getting to know them and getting to know their families that you know the kids come in or you know some of their kids are particularly vocal during conference calls it's um it's getting to know them and and their life a lot better than i did before and probably better than i would have in any other circumstances um in terms of a, a challenge i would just say um you know, staying connected and finding the time to do that has to be a lot more intentional now. Um, it was really easy to drag everybody downstairs to go have a drink after work or, you know, spend some time together or share some food. Um, you know, now it's it takes a little bit more intention and arranging, but, um, you know, like the happy hour that I think Gita mentioned, um, I was able to arrange a, a wine tasting that they overnight the wines to each individual and, and it took quite a bit of arranging to do, but um, it, it got the team together to really just um, relax and feel like they had an experience that brought a little bit of the outside world to them because we've all been stuck at home so long. Um, just um, it's it's tough to do that, though. It does take more intention and more arranging and more scheduling, but um, it can work. That's great. Thank you. I have another question from the audience. Um, how did you pick your IT career and who influenced you in this journey? I could go uh, on this one. Um, I think my uh, career started because I was a rebel in many ways. Like I was the only girl in my networking class and it really made me mad. Um, and I was the only girl in my you know, visual basics class. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I'm, I'm going to, you know, sort of continue down this path and come no matter what comes in my way. And I started in manufacturing. I did that. And it was a very tough because many in manufacturing too, it's really hard for women leaders to kind of, you know, survive there. And, and I think over time, it just made me stronger, made me more resilient. And I was courageous enough to take risks. And I think 
I fell in love that technology impacts everyone, everyone. And I think just that piece gives me a lot of satisfaction that I can be in a field that's impacting people, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And I maybe that whatever is not so good, I can make it better. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. What about influencer? Do you have an influencer? Um, I would say from a women leader that I, you know, really sort of am influenced by, um, I love the CEO of Stitch Fix. I think her story is just amazing and how, you know, she kind of became a leader. Um, and I, I just, I, I love, I love her. I think she's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody else wants to share your journey? I think my journey, actually, I didn't, I mean, I just went with my curiosity. So I started with, you know, space research as like after my engineering, because I was curious and I got a job there, but then kind of, I went, I would say a little bit with the, not knowing where am I getting into, but I know give anything, I'll learn and figure it out and solve it. Right. And by then I think I didn't know anything about what IT is or right. So we started and then by experience, like started to learn like what you are good at and how can you make a bigger impact, right? How can you, what you're good at, what your passion is, what you're good at. And if, if I can find a job that can pay, nothing like, like it, right? So I think that's how kind of like by experimentation I landed in this technology jobs that I'm passionate about, I can use it and make an impact and it pays me pretty good, right? No, this is great. I think you mentioned courage and taking risks and kind of being curious and not being afraid to really jump for it and, and try to see if it's going to work or not. So um, one more question I have. If you close your eyes and open it in any place on earth, where would it be and why? Home. I'm home and that's where I always like, I, I want to be around my family. Like if I, I love traveling, but at this time I want to be home. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? I, Hawaii. Yeah. I think Gita and I share this one. Like Hawaii <laughs> is one of my happy places. Um, I would be sitting in the sand with a Mai Tai in my hand and just enjoying the ocean. I need a book. It's soon. Hopefully it happens soon. But it's, this was an amazing discussion, ladies. I am so inspired. I hope the crowd also felt the passion, the courage, the leadership, and I got some tips out how to manage a distributed team. So thank you so much, and hopefully we'll stay in touch.